Um, the reading is taken from Acts chapter 4, starting at verse 32 and finishing at verse 37. <clears throat> the believers share their possessions. All the believers were one in heart and mind. <laughs> no one claimed that any of his possessions was his own, but they shared everything they had. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and much grace was upon them all. There were no needy persons among them, for from time to time, those who owned lands all houses sold them, brought the money from the sales, and put it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to anyone as he had need. Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus, whom the apostles called Barnabas, <laughs> which means son of encouragement, sold a field he owned and brought the money and put it at the apostles' feet. <laughs> well, well, well. Who... Who got everything right? I don't believe that. I think you can give yourselves an applause for, for trying. Fantastic. Wow. Well, now, there was a person, shh, there was a person in that passage that we heard about who was named. Can anybody remember who the person was? Who was the person that was named in the passage? Oh my goodness, I didn't hear that. I'm looking for people who've got their hands in the air. Come on, adults. You know I'm choosing a child though, don't you? Yes, who was it? It was Barnabas, that's right. But actually, you know, Barnabas was only his nickname. What was his real name? Does anybody remember? Joseph. Hmm. Have we got any Josephs here this morning? No, okay. Have we got any Barnabases here this morning? Hmm. Oh, well, well that's ruined, isn't it? No Barnabases. Actually, we've got four Barnabases here this morning. Four Barnabases in our stained glass windows. Can anybody find where, you, where the Barnabases are? Anybody? You know the answer. Anybody know where the Barnabases are in our windows? My goodness me, that's really complicated, isn't it? There are four Barnabases in our windows. Oh, dear. Okay, Clive's got it right. There is one, there's one Barnabas in the church room where you are having coffee. So when you go out, have a look. That's a young Barnabas. He's young, he's, he's full of life. 
Go and have a look when you come out. There's another Barnabas, though. In fact, there are another three. Anybody else know where they are? I bet you never look at the stained glass windows ever, do you? Where are the St. Barnabases in our stained glass windows? Well, there's one over there. Can you see? He's on his own in the middle. Can you see that? On his own in the middle underneath it says St. Barnabas. Up there, wearing the green. Okay? And there's another one. So that one here, he's a bit older and he looks like he's wearing a really rather a nice coat. Maybe to symbolize that he, was, he had quite a lot of possessions that he gave. All right. But there's another Barnabas. Ah, well done. No, that's Jesus, actually. But there is another Barnabas. He's up here. <laughs> he's there. Can you see? Can you see the Barnabas with the stick on the right wearing the blue? He's got a blue T-shirt on. Can you see that? And he's wearing a sort of bathrobe. Can you see that? Up there. Can you see, children? Can you see the one with the blue holding the stick on the right-hand side? He's got like what looks like a dinner plate behind his head. That's actually like to symbolize and show that he was a saint. Okay? That's Barnabas in middle age. He's got a beard. Okay? Now let's sit down, but there's one more Barnabas. Oh my goodness. Anybody know where the other Barnabas is? No, it's not in the communion chalice. I'll tell you, it's in the east window. Can you see the east window? Right at the top, there are some people. All right, from the left, can you see? They're wearing dark blue or purple. That's Peter. And next to him, we've got James. And then we've got John. And sitting in the middle, who could that be sitting in the middle holding a cross? Who do you think that is? Well, of course, that's Jesus in the middle. And just to the right of Jesus is Barnabas. Yes! And next to Barnabas is Paul. And next to Paul is Stephen. Wow. Who knew that? You knew it because I told you. That's not fair. Stop answering the questions. That's our curate. He's getting ready for priesting. Wow, we got four Barnabases. Do you know, Barnabas was an absolutely incredible person. And... Uh, so we've got four Barnabases today in our church. But, well, hey, do you know what there was about Barnabas? I wonder if somebody could help me. Uta, we need to take down the, the, the um, tables and bring them forward. Could you get some help to do that? And we need the first one. Barnabas was amazing. The passage tells us that Barnabas gave. Gave. What did he give? Does anybody remember? A field. He owned a field. The passage says that people either gave their homes or, or houses they owned or fields. Barnabas gave a field because Barnabas was a generous giver. He was a generous giver. Remo Good. What are you doing here? Come on, come forward. That's right. Let's have you put this up here on the side. This is what the children have just been doing while all the adults were trying to fill in the blanks. Oh, my goodness. This is amazing. Look at that. Just one, it's fine, just one. Look at that. Generous giver. Just leave it on the side there. I'm going to do those in a moment. Barnabas was a generous giver. Did you know he gave of what he had because he knew that God had given everything to him first. So he gave. He was a generous giver. In fact, Barnabas had a nickname. Do any of you remember what Barnabas' nickname was? Can you see generous giver? That's amazing. What was his nickname? Son of... Son of encouragement. 
because Barnabas gave of his possessions, but he also gave from an attitude that was generous. He was always wanting to build people up. He was always wanting to encourage others. So his attitude was a generous attitude. Isn't that lovely? I mean, I love that. He was a generous giver. But there was another thing about Barnabas, which was just amazing. We're going to have this one in the middle, I think. In fact, no, let's put it to the side. We'll put it to the side. Oh, this is where I... Thank you, John Luke. Oh, no, he's gone. <laughs> I thought he was going to help me. John Luke, he's not there when you need him. Look at this. What does this one say? Can anyone read this? He was a bridge builder. It doesn't mean he built bridges. It meant that he made bridges and connections between people. Now, do you know, like today, the, the world of the first Christians was a world that was really divided. Divided along racial lines, divided along social lines, divided along education lines. People were separated. And Barnabas is a wonderful person because he made the bridges between people. There's a story where Saul, who later became Paul, became a Christian and nobody believed that he was really a Christian. And the only person who believed it was Barnabas. And Barnabas went and got him and brought him into the church. And they were all really frightened. And Barnabas said, it's okay. He really, really loves Jesus. And so Barnabas brought Saul into the church. And he made that bridge. But there was another story later on where there was a difficult church. And they were doing really strange things. Like they were having Jews and Gentiles together in the same church. And in those days, that never happened. And Barnabas was the one they sent on a sort of like emergency mission. He was there in order to put things right. And do you know what he did? He looked and he saw, and he saw that it was good. And he made the connections between the Jews and the non-Jews, and then between that church in a place called Antioch, and the church in Jerusalem. So Barnabas spent his time making connections between people. He was a bridge builder. Isn't that amazing? But of course, there's another thing as well. There's a third thing. Oh my goodness, I'm going to need you children to move because otherwise you're not going to see this. Why don't you sit over there? And this is where... That's it. Can you move over there? Otherwise, I'm going to hit you with one of these things. Look at this. Can you move down? Sit on the floor, that's it, you'll see. Can you sit on the floor, please? That's really helpful. Well, I suppose the stairs are the floor, aren't they, really? Look at this. That's, no, it's fine. Yeah. Look at this. He was a risk taker. Who likes taking risks? One. Two. <laughs> Three, you don't know what's going to happen. Well, now I'm identifying you all, do you, huh? <laughs> do you know, actually, generally, we don't really like taking risks, do we? Because it sort of, it makes us step out, by definition. It makes us uncomfortable. Do you know, Barnabas was amazing because he constantly took risks for God. He was a risk taker for the kingdom of God. Because he believed that God's always doing new things. And by definition, if God's doing new things, that means you have to step out of the comfortable things. Isn't that right? You have to be willing to meet new people, yeah? You have to be willing to try new things. 
You have to be willing to see further than what you actually are used to. That's why I love this service, for example, because it's sort of a bit uncomfortable, isn't it? Well, I'm uncomfortable. No, I'm not. No, 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 I'm fine. Um, but, do you know, Barnabas took risks. Isn't it amazing? Barnabas, the one who's right at the heart of that, he was a generous giver. Can we say that together? He was a generous giver. He was a bridge builder. And he was a risk taker for the kingdom of God. Now, there's a really interesting thing in our passage. Anybody remember what the first word of our passage was without looking? Now you can look. What was the first word of our passage? All the believers. Strange that the passage should end up just talking about Barnabas when it's actually about all the believers, isn't it? Do you know, the theme of our service today is together. And do you know, the reason that the passage talks about Barnabas is not because Barnabas was something special, but because Barnabas was an example of what they all did. The passage tells us that they all gave. They all welcomed in and made links and built bridges. The passage tells us that they all took risks, the Christians. And actually, it's not about Barnabas. It's about the church as a whole. Barnabas is just a picture of the whole church. So isn't that amazing that generous givers, bridge builders, risk takers, it's actually not just Barnabas. It's the whole church. Now, who likes taking risks? Yeah, you like, come on. You it's an easy risk, this one. Could you stick an S on the end of risk taker so that it doesn't say risk taker. It says risk takers. Who else likes taking risks? You think that I'm going to do the same thing, don't you? Yeah. Go on. Anne, you come up and I'd like you to stick an S on the end of generous giver because it's not just Barnabas. You have to take a risk. Do it. Lick on it. Lick it or something. I don't know. No, no, you get some glue from there. That's it. And who else likes taking risks? It's really strange. There are fewer and fewer people who like taking risks this morning. Yeah, come on. Come on, Al. You can bring your French Bible with you. That's it. I'd like you to add an S to bridge builder because it's not just one bridge builder, is it? The church is made up of people who are willing to be generous, people who are willing to build bridges and people who are willing to take risks. Isn't it amazing that that's the picture we have of the church at the very beginning? So how many Barnabases are there today here? 150? More? Is anybody not involved in the all? Who is in the all? Who is in the all? Even the children. Let's have our hands really high. Come on, I can do it higher than you. Can you have your hands really high? Do you see it says all? We are all called to be generous givers, to be bridge builders, and to be risk takers for the kingdom of God. Well, okay, children, you can sit down now. And here's the thing. There's actually one other person in the passage who's named. Does anybody know who that is? It is. It's Jesus. 
Because right at the heart of the passage, it says that with great power, the apostles proclaim the resurrection of Jesus. Isn't it lovely that we can be generous givers, we can be bridge builders, we can be risk takers, because that's what Jesus did. And because with the power of God, it enables us to do what we can't do. You see, by the resurrection, we're given grace, grace to be generous. Through the resurrection of Jesus, we're given power, power to build bridges between people. And by the resurrection of Jesus, we're given life so that we can step out and take risks and be alive as a church for God. Isn't that amazing? But it really does depend on us keeping focused on Jesus, the one who died and then rose again and who is alive. And he's the one that makes us all alive so we can do all these things. So let's say together, shall we? First of all, because Jesus is one, we are called to be generous givers. Just think for a moment about what you could give today. Then because of Jesus, we're called to be bridge builders. Just think for a moment about how could you connect with somebody today? How could you bring two people together in Jesus' name? And then, because of Jesus, we're called to be risk-takers for the kingdom. Just think for a moment. What could you do that would step out of your comfort zone in order to build the kingdom today? Wow, we are a Barnabas people because of Jesus. Jesus who died and is alive.